0: back to the rewind wrestling network here on the rewind wrestling podcast and as you guys know I am your host Ted and I am here with you today with referee Vincent cantoni and he is uh he's coming at us from New York and we actually connected on Instagram and and have been trading messages back and forth and uh, I thought it would be cool to to get a referee on the show and to uh, to chat some wrestling and and learn a little bit about about Vince or Vincent do you like to go by Vince Either works. Okay, so uh, learn a little bit about, about Vince here. So uh, Vince, first of all, how are you doing, man? He's staying, he's staying safe and, and everything's good with the quarantine? Yep.
1: yep, everything's all good. Instead of going to the uh, gym because they're all closed, I've been doing my workouts from home with the uh, Boflex machine that's it's actually right next to me. I'm, in my, I turned
0: my uh, garage into a uh, gym, so yeah, keep my very problems cool. safe. That's very cool, man, very cool. And so uh you're from New York. You said you're from Long Island, right? Yep. Very cool. What's your uh, what's your home fed? Like where where do you where do you referee the most? Uh I started out with
1: NYWC uh in Deer Park, but uh usually uh I do a lot of work with uh Brie Combination Wrestling, Bronx Wrestling Federation, um, and a lot of other companies. Uh Modern Vintage Wrestling. Uh they uh Modern Vintage Wrestling is a really cool company out of uh
0: new jersey and the philadelphia areas very cool very cool so obviously that means that you're traveling down to uh to philadelphia new jersey occasionally oh yeah all all the time
1: actually i uh i do a majority of my shows in like the uh new jersey uh philadelphia area did uh, a show up in uh indiana um i i love to travel for shows uh was supposed to do a show in Georgia
0: but got postponed due to this uh pandemic got it got it yeah man listen I, I uh I commentate so I'm I'm there too and you know uh, I commentate for American Championship Pro Wrestling and uh you know we we had our big show for the year coming up we had Stryker and Richards on the card and <laughs> uh yeah Stryker he's a he's a good guy love
1: Matt Stryker he's one of the nicest guys in the locker room. Uh, he uh, actually
0: helped uh, train me over at NYWC for a while. That's awesome. You know what? It's it's funny because I've worked, you know, I, I've worked with all the guys at ACPW and he was on the card last year at the big show for ACPW as well. And, uh, and then I work, I had on the show for the Jolton Joe. So we have a couple of shows on the network and uh, on the Jolton Joe wrestling radio show, we had Venetius from coastal championship wrestling on for the past two weeks and off air he was telling me about Matt you know, his work with Matt Stryker and he had nothing but great things to say about him. It's like nobody ever has anything negative to say about Matt Stryker. That's really awesome. He's he's, he's a really like he's down a great earth guy. That's so
1: cool. I remember I recall this one time. I was uh working a NYWC show and um me my friend Matt and my friend Aaron are taking a selfie and here comes Matt Stryker photo bombing it at the very last <laughs> second. He knew what he was doing. He did that to be funny, but that's good old Matt.
0: He's a uh, he's a good guy. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So uh what's the uh you know get, getting into some of the nitty and gritty of your your refereeing career here. What's uh what would you say was like the best match that you've ever you've ever officiated, man? Uh, my the best match or my favorite because like I have a list of both. <laughs> <I have> both. <laughs> Uh well give me give me one of each. Give me give me your 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 favorite and your, and your best one. Uh my best match
1: that I ever refereed, I want to say it's a toss up between um Mantis versus Sebastian Cage or Danny Jordan versus Marty Bell. Okay. All right, and how about okay. your favorite?
0: Uh my favorite is probably Joey Ryan versus Eric Jaden that's cool man joey ryan seems like he's he's a pretty down-to-earth guy too he is he is a really nice guy fun to hang out with in the locker room very cool very cool so uh would you say that that either striker or joey ryan was the biggest star that you've ever officiated for uh unfortunately i never refereed
1: matt striker's match but i have talked to him many times backstage uh and at training and stuff like that but um yeah, Joey Ryan's probably the biggest name I've uh, officiated for uh so far. Okay. That's also awesome. and how long work... say, uh, say, Yeah, I was supposed to work with um former WWE tag team the uh the Ascension. Oh. But unfortunately that uh that show got cancelled. But uh Who knows? Maybe we'll get the opportunity somewhere down the line. I mean uh they did request me as a referee and the uh the promoter granted that, so yeah.
0: That's awesome, man. All the time. That's awesome. You're getting requested by, by big namers, man. You're, you're big league in everybody now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I like talking to the, uh, the people in the locker room, whether it be like indie guys or like big names, everyone's just like, pro wrestling is just like one big dysfunctional family. Like we all treat each other with the same respect that we would treat our own family the uh we consider each other in the business brothers and sisters and stuff like that it's a it's a nice atmosphere
0: yeah that's that's always been my experience as well you know whenever i get backstage to to talk to people about whatever's going to happen on the show whatever it's you know it's always just like a hey sit down let's have a conversation you know that no one ever wants to get down to business right away it's just like hey let's just sit and chill you know and that's that's awesome it's such a great community to be involved in Yeah. Everyone just loves to sit and show while we wait for the locker room meeting. It's great. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, uh, what's the, uh, the furthest you've traveled for, uh, for a gig? Uh, probably Fort Wayne, Indiana. My, uh, my sister, sister, my sister's, uh, she, she was out in Indiana for, uh, for a long period of time i can't remember exactly what area she was in she was there for for a long time though before she moved down to uh to maryland but man i drove that once with my now wife she was then my girlfriend and i we drove from where we went to college at immaculata university straight through one shot through ohio almost all the way across indiana And that was a bear of a drive. So I sure hope you flew.
1: <laughs> oh, no, we, we, we drove. We carpooled, too. We had to make a pit stop in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, and then we had to go to Indiana.
0: Oh, my God. So we Ohio's the worst. We, we, we went out
1: of the way just to go all the way back that way to go to Indiana. It was a pain in the ass, to say the least, but <laughs> it is what it is. At oh, man. We, at least we used the rental car, not <laughs> not our actual <laughs> gas mileage that a, would have, that would have sucked. <laughs>
0: that, yeah, I was going to say that that um that sucks. That really sucks. <laughs> oh man, oh man. So, you know, tell tell me about how you how you got into the business a little bit, man. Tell me a little bit about you.
1: Well, uh I um I'm more like one of the younger people in the business. I'm only like two two about two years in um i'll be 19 in august started doing this when i was about 16 years old um i uh started training at nywc because my dad uh got me into that wrestling school my dad on the other hand he has been in the business since i was a little kid so i kind of grew up going to shows and going going backstage at places and like like uh, TNA when it was uh, still TNA at the moment. Um, Went backstage there a few times uh, because my dad knows people. Um, Yeah, just growing up around the business kind of made me want to do it myself. So when I was 16,
0: I started and now I'm here where I am today. That's uh, that's awesome, man. So tell us a little bit about your pops. You said your pops been in the business since you were a little kid
1: yeah uh my dad is uh Vinny the guido uh some of the listeners may or may not know him uh he um he's a heel manager on the indies uh he's been doing it since about two thousand and five two thousand six um yeah he uh my dad was trained over at uh, johnny rods school in uh i think it's
0: brooklyn yeah That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So you're, you're second generation in the business. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, uh, I, uh, honestly, I prefer getting stuff on my own.
1: I mean, yeah, my dad helps me get stuff here and there, but usually I like to make it on my own. Like that way I don't, that way I don't like get handed everything. Like I work for what I get. Like, I don't let my dad being in the business get me everything I want in my uh, career because if I did, that would be really, really sad. And it would pretty much make me, I hate to say it, pathetic. So I try and get myself as much bookings as I can. I mean, yeah, my dad helps out every once in a while, but for the most part,
0: I uh, I try my best. Yeah, man, listen, I, I totally get that and I totally respect that. Yeah, for sure. um You know, I... I always found it was a, a strange cool connection for me with my dad because my dad was a, a musician and then I went into being a musician. I'm a music teacher by day, I'm just a podcaster by night here. And
1: uh Oh yeah, I uh um, I
0: love music. I
1: play a couple of instruments myself, so it's a, it's a good hobby I have. I was uh thinking about maybe going into that as a career, but who knows? I still got time. College is only you know I haven't decided my
0: major yet. Got you. Got you. That's cool, man. And so let's uh let's talk a little bit of uh a little bit of shop here, man. There's some stuff that has been going on in the uh the wrestling world the last week and a half or so. What did you think of the uh the money in the bank matches?
1: Uh I was kind of laughing at the that entire thing cuz I was like, well, first of all, they're like Ruining everything in the building because Vince isn't gonna be using the building anymore. So why does he care? He's moving to another uh, part of, uh, like, I want to say, kind of near the place where they had the uh, building. But like, they um, instead of owning the place now, Vince is renting. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, but um, the pay per view itself was good. Well, most of it anyway. Um, I. For me, the highlight of the pay-per-view was probably the uh, comedy of uh, R-Truth and MVP. That was uh, was pretty good. Um, But, uh, yeah, the Money in the Bank ladder match itself, I think, could have been better because, you know, they barely used the ladders. Which I didn't really get the uh, point of calling it the Money in the Bank ladder match if they barely used the ladders like they could have just called it money in the bank period because like there were barely any ladders used which that kind of pissed me off a little bit because I was like I watched a pay-per-view that's based on the ladder match with barely any ladders being used it kind of
0: defeated the purpose yeah I mean I agree with you I think they took a different turn on this thing because they're trying to keep their audience engaged in some way, shape, or form. And I think that the comedy that they introduced probably did that. Yeah. Um, I think it could have definitely been a little bit more high impact once they got up there. But it's like six of one, half a dozen of another. You know, it's um, at the end of the day, a ladder match isn't defined by how much people are Using the ladders to batter each other, it's you know using the ladder to get up and get the briefcase yeah. or get whatever's up there. So,
1: yeah, no. I mean, as far as the winners go, um I mean, I'm happy Otis won. Don't get me wrong, I like Otis; he is a great worker. But I think someone like AJ Styles or possibly Daniel Bryan deserved it a little bit more. Um. And then as far as the women go, uh, Asuka is great, but I was kind of pulling for Shayna Baszler.
0: Yeah, I get the feeling a lot of people are pulling for Shayna Baszler, but I think that Shayna Baszler is better in the chase than she, than she's going to be as a champion. And knowing what we know now, you know, uh, with 24 hours later on Raw with Becky announcing that she's pregnant and having to, you know, having to give the title to whoever won money in the bank. I think it was probably the right call um, because I think that Shayna is going to do a great job chasing after Asuka now. And I think that Asuka will find shady ways to to constantly piss her off and and sneak away without getting beat for the title. Um, so I think that'll make for an entertaining run in that, in that case.
1: Yeah, but Shayna Baszler is possibly one of the – Best NXT women's champions I've seen in a while because, like, her run with the, uh, with the title was really good, put on some really good matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. My favorite in particular would probably be uh, versus Kyrie Sane at the Evolution.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. <sighs>
1: but yeah, uh, my favorite Shayna Baszler match for the NXT Women's Championship was probably versus Kyrie Sane at the Evolution pay per view, which. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a great match. Which ironically, I was there for that, but uh,
0: oh, that's cool. You were that you were at that pay per view. Yeah, I uh, was uh, a few rows up from the stage. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. That's really cool. So, uh, today we got news that Sammy Zayn was being, you know, was having take, you know, the title, yeah, was having the title stripped from him because of inability to defend the championship i um you know i have a i have a pretty big problem with this because you tell your workers well you don't have to come to work if you feel uncomfortable don't do it and then on the flip side of the coin when someone says i don't feel comfortable coming to work i'm not going to do it then they strip the title you know and i get the one side of it is that the title needs to be on tv and it needs to mean something we don't want it to get lost and you know, there's a rule about it. You know, but they never enforce that rule any other time. So it's kind of like, well, when are we enforcing rules now? Um, what are your What are your thoughts on this? Uh,
1: I think, in, the, in part of my language, I think it's both. Bull- <laughs> like honestly, Sami Zayn, I get he can't compete. Fine, but when he is able to compete, he'll be putting on great matches for that Intercontinental Championship. I mean he d- he really does deserve a push because, like, for years and years, they, the uh, only title up until Elimination Chamber that he's had was a uh, short run with the NXT Championship. And he is, like, one of the hardest workers in the locker room and one of the nicest guys as well. He just deserves more than what he was given. Honestly, I feel like, AEW would probably use his talents better than WWE is at this point, or possibly going back to Ring of Honor could be uh, another good idea for him, considering how well he fared there, especially his ladder match with uh, Kevin Steen, who is now Kevin Owens. But that's probably one
0: of my favorite ladder matches of all time, honestly. Yeah, I mean, those two put on a barn burner, and those two have always had that chemistry as they came up through the indies. Um, I think at this point, I think it would be a mistake for him to take that step backwards to go to ring of honor, just because I think that, um, you know, he he wouldn't be able to provide for his family as well there um, as he is with WWE or AEW. Um, I think that eventually we'll probably see him in AEW down the line, but I don't think that, I think that WWE set him up for failure at the beginning of, 2020 and then we were starting to see the payoff of the turnaround on that and the the problem is that we have inconsistent decisions being made we have uh you know we have a a cruiserweight champion in devlin who is trapped overseas he can't defend the title in the u.s well he's not being stripped of the title they're just naming an interim champion and then those two will have a match okay That's one way you could handle it. We have the tag team champions in in NXT. You know, we know now, because it just happened about 15 minutes ago, that um, Imperium now has those belts because Riddle and Thatcher couldn't hold it together. But with, um, you know, with Riddle not having a partner again because of travel limitations, they put Thatcher in there and they found a way to make it work. And with the Intercontinental Championship, I feel like this has kind of been the story of the Intercontinental Championship for the last 10 years. It's... um, You know, it's just like, oh, well, it's the Intercontinental Belt. We'll just have a title championship tournament for it, and it'll be over. Why are we not just naming an interim champion like we are for the Cruiserweight Championship? You know, there has to be some kind of consistency, and that's where I find my big fault with it. I think that when Sammy comes back to work, um, you know, the characterization will be, I never lost my championship. You know, I'm still the champion. I want my title shot right now, you know. And uh, and we'll probably see something along those lines, coming through. And I, I think that that would be wholly appropriate. Um, but I- I'm disappointed in the way they went about it, for sure. Yeah. So uh, AEW is obviously quickly on the rise, man. Give me some of your uh, your first thoughts about AEW. Um,
1: I mean AEW. I have been excited to see what they do since it was announced um i mean yeah people were skeptical that it might be the next tna which we all saw how that was when it was announced i had all this hype behind it like it was doing great doing great then dixie carter bought it and it went tumbling tumbling down but like now the way impact wrestling is i see it on the rise but like that's a story for another time that's impact but with aew I just hope they don't make the same
0: mistakes that TNA did. Yeah, I uh I agree with that. I oftentimes compare AEW to WCW. It's kind of similar to WCW in a way, and in another way it's kind of similar to TNA as well. TNA I feel like was almost more organic though. TNA, you know, Jeff Jarrett said I I want to, you know, I want to have like a a big indie you know, I don't want it to be too mainstream, but I want to make money on it, you know? And so he yeah. said, well, we're not going to have a weekly show. We're just going to do a monthly pay-per-view. And it kind of organically got better and better from there. Whereas I feel like with um, with WCW, it was a billionaire had rights to a wrestling company and decided to try and give Vince a run for his money. And Tony Khan is a billionaire who has rights to a wrestling company and and they've repeatedly said well we're not trying to give Vince a run for his money but at the end of the day they're just making lots of decisions that are hot button decisions that they're trying just to try and grab as much talent as they can um, which was very wcW and they're trying to um, they're trying to to put barn burners out there for every match right and and the only time that doesn't happen is when it's a squash match and yeah. my my issue with that is if you're always running on full octane, then there's no full octane right It's like you know as a musician i I tell people when we're when we're working in an ensemble, if I'm directing an ensemble, I say if everything is always loud, then there is no loud right. You have to have your soft moments to make your louds seem like they're effective. And I feel like that's what AEW doesn't do is they don't have their soft moments. Um, Everything is just flash and flash and flash and flash and flash. And I feel like we're going to get burned out on that product and we're going to get bored of it very, very easily as a wrestling community because we all like the high-flying spots and we all like to see all the big special moves. But at the end of the day, I feel like Eventually, we're gonna be like, "That's awesome!" That was like the 80th dive we've seen tonight. <laughs> you know, I I feel like eventually there's gonna be burnout there. And I'm saying this as an AEW fan. I I love the company. I think that it's great, and I think it's great to have competition. I just don't know that I uh, I agree with the booking right now.
1: Not to mention the uh, fact of like 80 dives here, 2,000 super kicks here, and like.
0: Yep. Yep. Now, on the same on the same token, Ciampa and Gargano, they had that that fight, you know, that blacked out fight on, uh, on NXT a couple of weeks ago. And it was like, how many okay. times can we big boot and super kick each other <laughs> in, a, in a single match? Like, they did it consistently for, you know, a solid 40 minutes there. And so, I feel like, you know, yeah, there's no escaping something. I was, I was something. watching
1: that match and I was just like, I would like to see something other than a big boot or a super kick for once. Yep. Like I, I would suffice for a high knee at this point. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Oh boy, well, we are uh, we're coming up on just about a half an hour now. We're a little under a half an hour, and uh, and that, that means that I'm starting to run out of time here. But before I do, I'd like to uh, to play a little game, if that's cool. I I do this with every time I have a guest on the show. So when we went into quarantine, I got my little my ghetto bucket here and it's called the bucket list. And in this bucket I've got 40 topics about professional wrestling. I'm gonna pull out three topics for you today. And I'm just gonna ask you to give me your thoughts on them. Okay. And to expand on them. It could be something as simple as what's your favorite finisher and why. Or it could be something as drastic as who was better the NWO or DX and why. Right? So it could get real philosophical or it could be very just opinion based. Okay. Sound good. Let's see what we got here. Mix up the pot. One. Put two there. Two there. Three. Let's see what we got. All right, my first one. Okay, this is a pretty cool opinion one. Uh, Who do you think is the best commentary team ever? That's a tough decision, but I'm probably going to go with...
1: Jerry the King Waller and Jim Ross. Okay. Okay.
0: Ooh, this one's good considering what we were just talking about. Who is AEW's best acquisition? Uh, I'd say for their tag team division, probably private party. Awesome. Expand on that a little bit. Tell me, tell me why you think that's the case.
1: Uh, I've known these guys for a while. Uh, I um, talked to Quinn, the mo- uh probably. I mean, I talked to Isaiah sometimes too, but I talked to Mark Quinn a little bit more often. But I've been watching these guys on the indies since before I started training. And then I've been like seeing them backstage at shows that I've been working on and just watching these guys work and they are a phenomenal tag team and I think they are the future of any form of tag team wrestling whatever company they may be in whether it be AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling wherever they go they are the future I
0: see them being tag team champions pretty much anywhere awesome man that's a great that's a great explanation all right, my uh, my last question for the bucket list here is, uh, who should be in the Hall of Fame but isn't yet? Mike Chioda. Ooh. I like it, especially with the recent release, man. I like he's that a lot. been with the
1: company since the 80s, and he is one of the best referees I've seen. I mean, he's definitely on the Mount Rushmore of referees. Yeah, not for to, sure. Not to for mention, sure. there isn't a referee in the Hall of Fame yet. So it would be a good first.
0: Hmm. I I like that line of thinking. And, and thinking about other referees that could potentially be there, what do you think about Earl or Brian Hebner? I feel like they could
1: probably go in together since they're the, like, you know, twins, and mm-hmm. they did the whole referee swip, swap uh, back in the day with the yeah. uh, whole Hulk
0: Hogan uh, gimmick. Yep, yep, yep. I I remember that. And I also think it's cool that they've kind of they've kind I think they've been almost everywhere in terms of refereeing. You know, they refereed in the WWF WWE when they got let go there because they did some silly stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um you know, I think I think at least Earl went to went to TNA for a while, maybe Brian too. Um and then I know that they're both working NWA now. I don't know if either of them went to Ring of Honor. Um, I think Brian hit New Japan at some point. So like, yeah, I, I feel like they they are just two referees that really represent the uh, the hard work that referees do. And you know, I it's funny because at ACPW we have a, we have a training school, and you know, we train people to be wrestlers or managers or or referees. Yeah. And, you know, being a ref kind of in in to me, like I, I would love being a referee because I love like helping with the inner workings of matches. Oh yeah. It's, <laughs> but, but there's so much responsibility. Really there's so much responsibility. There is. And, and oh, the normal wrestling fan doesn't see it. Right. That's exactly right, man. Like I, 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 I can't imagine our senior referee's name is Ian short and, uh, and Ian man I can't imagine having to do Ian's job especially because we call him Ian short he, he is short like he's he's a real small guy and he's yeah. in there with seven, our champion 7 foot 2 you know what i mean like, yeah <laughs> you know i mean
1: just, yeah re- referees are uh, we're we're definitely an important role especially considering like we're in charge of a lot of things in and out of the ring mm-hmm. such as like Outside of the ring, I'll give an example, ring crew, referees, especially the senior ref are in most companies are in charge of doing that.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. It, there's, there's so much that goes on that people don't see and uh, referees just don't get the credit, man. And uh, I've said that before and I'll say it again. Like I'll say it again for the people in the back, the referees just don't get the the credit they deserve sometimes. All right, my friend. We are uh, we're coming just about up on it at this point in time. Uh, you know, before we go, I just want to let everybody know that if uh, if you want to follow Vince, I'll be posting his uh, his Instagram handle on uh, and his Twitter handle because I think they're different. I don't think they're, they're the same, but uh, I'll yeah, post Yeah, so I'll get both of those in the description for this for this video and or podcast, uh, guys. Just a couple of things that we have coming up on the uh, the rewind wrestling network the website is launching uh pretty soon and we will have a uh you know all different kinds of stuff up there including all the people that are on the network hosting shows we'll have upcoming events we will have a friends of the networks uh page which will have guests like like vince here um where we'll put you know we'll put stuff of theirs up on the uh on the friends page and just let everybody know that they've been on the shows and, uh, and we also have this awesome thing going on right now. It's really funny because I've only been running it for three days. We have a, a promo battle happening right now, a promo tournament happening right now, a uh, 16-person bracket. And uh, and we've had five of those initial eight matchups go up so far in the last 48 hours. And in those last 48 hours, uh we've had almost 200 views on those, on those five videos, which is just awesome. This, you know, that's that's huge growth for the YouTube channel. So please, guys, remember to like, comment, share, subscribe, share that YouTube page out. We want to get the best content out to you, but we can't do that if the numbers don't help us. And uh, and guys, please go out and support all your indie wrestlers and your indie referees and and everybody that's out there right now. Everybody's hurting not having these shows. You know, show everybody some love and uh, and help them all out. Vince, I want to thank you so much for jumping on the show with us today, man. It's been a, it's Many been a times. pleasure talking to you, man. Yeah, any anytime. Uh, hopefully we get to do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah, I, I would love that, man. And I think, you know, I think one of my next stops, I have to get up there to uh, the Northern Jersey, New York area anyway, because Jolt and Joe and I want to go see a show together. Uh, Joe is a uh, a member of the network here. We have his, his radio show on the network, and he's from that area. So we're going to get up there and go see a show together at some point. And so maybe we will have to make it a show that you're at, man. Yeah, awesome. Alright man, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it and, uh, and we will have to catch everybody next time.